1: Uh, I had a cool conversation with my buddy it's so cool getting calls from friends you know I guess you know we live in the modern age where a text message is pretty much all you get from people these days but every so often I get a a phone call from a buddy you know I would be driving home my buddy Alan will call or you know my buddy Rudy will call and say hey and yesterday I got the treat of talking to my buddy Austin called me Austin Watts, the prodigy, and so, uh, the prodigy called, and, he, you know, every time I talk to Austin, he tells me some enlightening stuff, and, uh, he's telling me some enlightening stuff yesterday, and I was like, holy crap, dude, you should save that, and we should record that on a podcast, That is really cool stuff. We didn't get to all of it, uh, you know, because some stuff is still, uh, it's still coming to light, but... I don't know. You guys can listen to it and see what you think. It's pretty cool. Austin's got some good stuff, and what's cool is talking to Austin, talking to John Weaver, talking to the uh, guys
0: Spewler Girls,
1: talking to Blake Jerome. Starting to see a pattern, and I'm starting to see something that you know you can't find on these other. You know, uh, not to knock any other. You know, not to knock on any other podcast or anyone else that's like telling you how to shoot better. But if you listen to like the last five episodes here, there's a pattern and you can kind of see what people are doing, you know, to get better, to prepare for, I mean, even for the 900, it's pretty straightforward, you know, but there are some things that really good shooters are all doing. And so, you know, it's really cool. Talking to Austin just kind of sealed it for me. Uh, I'll I'll try and, uh, I'll try and wrap it up, uh, you know, and, and. Outline it again some something, something that I think my theory as to what what should be going down. I mean I think you guys are all shooting the nine hundred next week, depending on where so uh you know in in the news, Lodi canceled their uh they were hosting a nine hundred, but they canceled it due to smoke. I don't know if you guys have been watching the news, but most of the state is on fire uh during any section of the year. Uh, and this is that section. So,
2: <clears throat>
1: if you see a bunch of smoke, you know it's not coming from me or my basement. It's actually coming from, I believe it's called the Caldor Fire, or I don't know, it's the one in El Dorado Hills or the El Dorado area. At least I think. I don't know. I should stop talking. Rubio said I make stuff up on the fly, and he's not wrong. I kind of just shoot from the hip. I'm kind of like, uh, I'm kind of like a young, cool. Sarah Palin, <laughs> but it's not a political podcast, I don't go telling me what you think about Sarah Palin, I don't care, um, but yeah, it was cool, I was talking to Austin, and I was like, oh man, he's like, you down to do a podcast, or I asked him, you down to do a podcast, he said yeah, and then I was like, oh man, I don't have any notes, I didn't write any notes, I'm not prepared for this, but then I thought, fuck it, we'll do it live, we'll do it live, and he called, you know, he called me at nine, and we uh, we got together, and Crank out some cool content, so, uh, hopefully, you guys can pull something from this, uh, if not, I got plenty of information I'm pulling from it, and I will package it up into a nice, neat, happy meal, and, uh, and, you know, cough it up for you guys, either tonight or tomorrow, or, you know, whenever I have time, right? So, uh, you know, as with all the, uh, uh, podcast brought to you you know the, the, the big sponsor here is uh D&B custom coatings they're uh the best air coders in northern california you guys go see darren ask him to do something ridiculous because it's not like he's he's already working 15 hour days you might as well give him a 20 hour job on top of it <laughs> you'd love that and you know what bet yeah my friend bet she you get in there she'll stand it too she'll maybe she'll code it for you you never know what you're going to get, but uh, hit them up, make them work, it's not like they're not busy enough already. And then uh, our other sponsor is Carbon Craft Stabilizers, everyone good at shooting them, why don't you shoot them also? Adam Ross is literally just sitting on the beach sipping Carbon Craft Money Martinis waiting for, well, he's going to say whiskey, but you know, just waiting for more orders to pour in, he's bored make them fool make some bars for you. He makes them for you by hand and they're, they're all American made. Not Chinese made. They're not made in uh a carbon fiber lab in uh Vietnam. They're American patriotic freedom loving stabilizers. I got a pair. I use them. You should use them too. America. All right? Enjoy the podcast guys. Uh I was going to add music to this one but I don't want to cheapen it, so maybe I'll add music to the next one. Who knows? All right? Uh, I guess you guys didn't need to know that, but I uh, just Like I said, shooting from the hip. All right. Uh, enjoy, guys. Talk to you soon. Austin, what's up, buddy? What's going on? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. Hey, thanks for calling, man. Yeah. No, no problem yeah dude we had a we were chatting earlier today and I was just like, holy crap, everything's Austin saying is so damn good. Oh, I should be recording this
0: <laughs> for our early conversation this morning,
1: oh yeah, yeah, it was all good today, man, oh yeah, we started talking about you prepping for the nine hundred yeah yeah I'm,
0: I'm starting to i'm I'm trying to get ready,
1: yeah, you were saying that the thing you were. The main change was your um, your pin, right? Yes. So I was
0: I was basically just trying to pick my bow up and go. From what I've been shooting in Outlaws and for all the three D stuff, uh-huh. uh, pick up my nineteen thousand pin and try to run with it. Uh-huh. Um, and it went okay, but I, I definitely think with that big yellow dot and how I shoot it, I struggled a little bit with a nineteen. Uh huh. uh, yeah so i actually put a 29 thousandths fiber in um actually after we talked i put it in and went out to the range and shot and it was a lot better for me just covered up a lot more of the dot Uh uh-huh and felt like i was floating a lot less oh cool yeah so instead of uh you know like being way inside the x-ring now i can cover up you know what would be the x ring or mar- most of the 10 ring with the 29000s um, I still might try a dot I actually talked to Mark Rubio while I was out there practicing and we were kind of going back and forth on trying out a dot you know one that covers up the 10 ring at 50 yards uh-huh and so you know it's not too it's not too small at 60 and it's not way too big at 40
1: right right I I could see that being like uh, man I don't even know the size of a the dot that I run, but let me see, I, I could probably count for it, but yeah, I, it would be something in between that and something that would be considered like an indoor dot. I would imagine.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, you just got to play with it. It's all dependent on your shot. You know, I've, uh, I've, and I do kind of the same thing with indoor. I mean, really I've always shot a ring, but the last year I tried playing with a dot and that's what I shot all last year. Um, I like to cover the 10 I did do a cover the whole nine, put like a massive dot in there, um, and it worked. I shot a couple really good X count games with it, but I still wanted to peek to see yellow. Uh huh. So I felt like when I covered up the ten, you know, just the ten ring, I actually held better. Uh, My mind was a little more relaxed because I could see yellow all the way around. Right. Um, And I just centered the yellow. You know, it's kind of like what I do with the pin and on the 3D, I just kind of stare at the
1: middle of the orange dot and that's where the pin wants to float to. Right, right. So, so. you, you still run, you said you were running a, uh, what, what's what size fiber do you run for Outlaw?
0: A uh, 19. I, 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 uh, right now I'm running the Shrewd Mini Mag one uh-huh. and they have like a, f- uh,
1: you there? Yeah. yeah, buddy. Hey, sorry about that, Austin. It's all good. I'll edit uh, it out the. Uh, I'll edit it out. But you're saying you, <laughs> you run a Shrewd
0: Mini Mag? Yeah, I run the Shrewd Mini Mag, and so the the pin system that I have, I think it's called the Integrate pin. It's like an aluminum barrel that is like a ninety degree, and where so it comes down, and you can have it. And the cool part about the Mini Mag is you can have it at almost any angle. There's like eight positions you can put the pin. Really? Yeah. So you put uh, the Integrate. There's only four, but with the you can order like the nineteen thousand. Uh, like down pin that comes with it, you order it right when you select the mini mag, and that uh-huh. one you have eight different positions, so you can like have it in at a 45. I've run that before, it's kind of cool because then you don't have the line going below you know, through the bottom part of the target or the top part mm-hmm. of the target, you can go out the side, you can have it I, like a
1: hunting bug. I was, I have a mini mag, and I didn't know I had an option.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's like eight different positions and you just have a little aluminum set screw that goes in and tightens up against it. Um, But the the integrate one's really cool. And how I did, I just put the 19 thousands fiber through and I mushroomed a big old dot out of it. So it's probably Uh like the dot size is probably bigger than 19 thousands, but the fiber itself is 19. I just like, I wanted to try a little bit bigger uh, fiber
1: and that's what I ran in Oregon earlier. Just cover up a little bit more orange. You run just the dot, right? Just the fiber. Never, just the fiber.
0: Yeah, I've yeah. tried doing the ring and fiber, kind of like uh, John Weaver was saying. He's done. Uh huh. It's just it's just too much for me. I, I either like a ring
1: or I like a dot or a fiber. I just like one thing, and that's it. I I would agree. I've always shot the dot. I'm about to try. I'm about to transition to the fiber on Saturday, just to give it a whack. I, I like
0: it, um, you know. Even even having a pin go through is kind of a little bit more for me than I like. Um, huh. Honestly, like my like the best system you could probably get is a tapped lens, and run just fiber through it. That's what I got
1: yep. for Saturday. <laughs>
0: yep, that's what I would try. I mean, I have liked that. I ran. Uh, I actually had an Ultra View too, and that's uh-huh. what I ran for a lot of last year's outdoor season. And I just had a fiber through There and I just turned the light kit on if it got dark, and that's what I ran.
1: Nice, nice, so well, I'm excited! Yeah, so, dude. Uh, not that I'm well, I am an admitted fanboy of yours, dude. Uh, but not to sound <laughs> too like <laughs> not to sound too homo about it. But, uh, are you still shooting a hinge? Did you go back to shooting a hinge? Or did you go back to your button? I, I, I kind of wanted to go back to my button.
0: It's just, it's so hard for me to go away from it, especially. You know, I definitely have more ups and downs with a button. But when uh-huh. I'm on with my button, I'm on. You know, I just, the, my group size are twice as small as when I'm shooting my hinge. I think I, I have a more, I, I don't want, I don't know if elegant is the right word, but I definitely have a more fluid or elegant shot with my hinge. Like, it's more repeatable. It just, it feels better. But I don't uh-huh. hold as well. And my groups, for whatever reason, just don't tighten up like they do with my button. Right, And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I don't squeeze the trigger on my button. I don't do anything. I actually have it set super hot. I just barely rest my thumb on it and I pull just like I do on a hinge. So I use a lot more of my back fingers than I do um, my, my thumb at all. It's just kind of like,
1: I start shooting my button a very similar way, Uh, but I found it just takes way less to pull. get that shot to go you can just have a gentle pull versus on a hinge if i ever get hung up i'm like i'm muscling the hinge off you know i'm like why certain parts of the hinge granted i'm sure you know uh rubio would tell me hinge and figure you know work it out but i like i like that one in different uh you know different releases yeah, I definitely think
0: the hinge is a good crutch to have. I mean, I've mm. gone back to my hinge and just worked on pulling through shots, you know, like because there's a lot of times I'll start locking up on my pointer finger and I have the same issues most people do with the hinge, you know, where they can't get it to go off uh-huh. and it's my pointer finger locking up. Uh-huh. And I can just go pick up my hinge and have no problem. So I shoot 100 shots with that and I'm right back in my game with the button. Oh, uh, cool. It's It's a good crutch to have because I truly think the purest form of of shooting back tension is with a hinge. Um, Just for me, I don't know. I don't know why when I can put the two together with my button, you know, and shoot it the way I shoot a hinge, everything just comes together a lot better for me. And it never used to be like that. I shot a hinge for like six years before I ever shot a uh, button
1: again. Right. Right. I remember you telling Um, me about how the hinge was the way you got, you know, got rid of your target panic and And blank bailing specifically.
0: Yeah, I always have it in my release pouch. It's always
1: just sitting there, and if I need it, I'll pull it out. You see, you gave me when you told me you're going back to Hinge. I went back to Hinge. Yeah, <laughs> just to, I was like, well, Voss is doing it shit. I better get on it.
0: I, I actually, uh, I actually reached for my Hinge today, and I freaked out a little bit because I always have like my release pouch has like t- a divider, and I always uh-huh. have it sitting in there. And I went to go reach for it, and it wasn't there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just lost my Hinge. And I was having a little panic attack, but I remember I threw it in my, in my hunting case so I could take <laughs> it with me and I forgot about it. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> it took me about, t- I, I panicked for about 10 minutes. I ran and tore apart my truck looking for it. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> it's we're good. Oh,
1: dude. But so I didn't get to try it. <laughs> so you're, you're dabbling with the fiber uh, size for, to get a comfort for the, the 122 yes. centimeter face. Yes, I am. Is there I am, anything else? As, um, I,
0: I right now kind of I've always been kind of this way. Like I struggle with endurance. So like as a tournament goes on, I, I kind of start to get weaker because I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shoot quite a few arrows, but I'll go through these spurts where, I, like one day I won't shoot very many arrows, and the next day I'll go out and shoot like three hundred. Uh huh. You know, it. So I've always struggled kind of with endurance and how I've always built it up is I practice shooting way more arrows. Um, at whatever long distance I feel comfortable with. So like when I'm doing the 3d stuff, I'll shoot like a 60 yard dot 80 and I pretty mm-hmm. much won't shoot anything but 80 and I'll shoot like as many arrows as I can comfortably shoot at a time, not just two, you know, if I'm, if we're doing the two arrow shoots, I'm shooting like eight arrows. Right. And just gotcha. trying to build up my strength. And so what I've been doing the last couple of days, trying to practice for the 900, uh, and I stand at 60. Because I mean, really, at you know the at, at a higher at a higher end level, really, your only worry in the nine hundred and I I mean, I just started shooting the target face, and I just already know this. Your biggest worry is the sixty yard. Yes, I would if agree. You, like, that is where you're going to drop all of your points. Is at sixty yards, you know, right. or mo- majority of your points. That's the assuming, hardest distance.
1: I think assuming you stay out of your head for fifty, yes. and 40 yeah, would but, be like a mental thing. Is yeah. what's going to catch you. I mean, if you think about it,
0: <clears throat> in the mental game, I think at 40 yards, you know, we're used to shooting the orange dots, that 10 ring is like bigger than majority of our 40-yard dots. Yes. So if you think of it that way, you know, that should already relax your mind, but it's all your mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and how you go about it. It's, it's not that hard. In my opinion, it's not that hard to keep them inside that 10 at 40. Right, you know, so you know, you just you just got to go into it knowing that you can do it, and that's kind of the biggest thing I say in the orange dots. You know, practice yeah. all of your forties and thirties. That's what you can't miss, and the dots are big enough you shouldn't.
1: Right, and throwing. Right. I would shooting. agree. And so when you're... where things like wind and yep, the little you know, little form flaws or dirty shots breaking, those are you know the only things that will you, really penalize you at sixty. Yep. And you're, you know, you're holding your bow up a little higher. If you're not strong in your shot, that's where you're going to,
0: you know, have a horrible hold. Right. Because you're lower on your sight bar. So you're holding up a little bit more. Uh, Yep. So what I, you know, Mark and I were talking about this today because I was like, man, I don't know if I should shoot, you know, my bow at 62 pounds because I'm going to get a little more speed. Maybe it'll be a little more forgiving, but my arrows are crushing at 58 pounds when I back it down. I'm just basically playing with Aero Spine. He goes, "Austin, he goes, "Honestly, with the 900, it's all about how you hold and how you execute. That's it. And like speed and everything else doesn't even matter. You just need to find the make the bow that holds the best and shoots the best and that's it. Don't mm-hmm. don't worry about anything else." He's like, "Speed's that's, not a
1: factor." I I kind of feel the same way about in like I feel like that can also be applied to indoor or I mean, maybe not feet like uh fourteen forty rounds, but I feel like hundred is kinda like a transition for indoor, you know? Yeah. It's very similar actually. For indoor you could shoot I mean I don't know what you want, but you could shoot a fifty pound bow or you could shoot an insane amount of let off if you wanted, if that's what you wanted. And it wouldn't really you know, fight too bad. No. Yeah. So I mean, he just said, just get the
0: make the bow hold the best it possibly can, and let the rest work. I mean, obviously you need your arrows to group, but if you can get your bow to hold crazy good at the Mm -hmm. longer distance and just you know make your shot go off easier, because you're gonna shoot a lot of arrows on a 900. I mean, you're shooting 90, right? Uh, You know. So, and we're doing six arrows at a time. I mean, that's that's quite a few arrows at one time to just stand there on the line. I mean, you got five minutes
1: to do it, but. Um, it's quite a bit. so That's true. Um, where are you going to shoot the 900 at, Austin? Do you know uh, where
0: at? I'm probably going to do it at straight arrow,
1: because yeah. it's so close.
0: I heard um, Lodi like-
1: canceled theirs because of uh, yeah, fires. Market, yeah, smoke. Yeah. Pretty, so that- pretty much, that's just
0: California's overcast by now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm hoping like that, that might be a really cool turnout, uh, straight arrow, if you yeah. get like the Lodi crew and the people that we're gonna sh- are gonna be going. That I think
0: way. It, I think the people that
1: are doing it Lodi. I don't know if Pacifica is doing it or
0: uh, no, Pacifica's not the, doing it. Nevada City's doing it, so they might go there. Kind of yeah. more on the way. Yeah, Nevada uh, City's cool. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would love to go to Nevada City. Honestly, it's just kind of like. Do I drive an extra two and a half hours to go shoot up there and maybe shoot just as good as I could 15 minutes away from home? Oh
1: dude, 15 minutes you know. away from home, man.
0: It, you never know. I mean, you just got to play it. You know, the wind could be ripping in Redding and maybe I'll change my mind if I look and it's like 25 <laughs> mile an hour winds. I might be like, screw that. I'm going to Nevada city. I'm not going to play this <laughs> game. Um, but you, know, it, you never, you never really know. I mean, it. it It doesn't matter where you go. You still got to shoot the same target face. It's just, you know, maybe sometimes you get a little better elements and that's about it. Right. I'd love to go Um, just because there's so many, you know, a lot of the target shooters that we shoot with are going to be there, you know, Doug and Mark and.
1: Oh, in Nevada City?
0: Yeah, there's going to be quite a few, quite a few more uh, target shooters that we shoot with usually there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of of our, the wilderness, a lot of the expendable guys are going to be out there.
0: Expendables. (laughs)
1: um dude uh so i take it you're just gonna run your outlaw your x10 setup, your uh the same and field and stuff you're gonna take right you're not building yeah
0: no i thought about actually shooting my hunting arrows because those things were crushing um but (laughs) i i opted out of that because i know my x10s shoot good and i was just like why not just run the same thing I've been running? I know I have confidence in them. You know, it's,
1: I, you, I I already
0: have it built up. Why would I go and try something completely different?
1: True. True. What arrows do you have for hunting?
0: Uh, I shoot the axis five mil, the match grade. Cool. Yeah. And I got 50 grains of brass at front. So, I mean, even when I'm shooting at a hundred yards with my hunting bow, you know, and some pretty severe wind i only get like an inch maybe of wind drift like i don't uh-huh and with the broadheads i shoot i shoot actually the little uh, AAE 2.0s and a four fletch and that's oh, all really? i hunt with. yeah i just shoot a four fletch with a little 2.0s because i shoot rage so you don't oh. need a whole lot of bane there and i've been running that combo for like i think this is my fifth year running four fletch with the little 2.0s Whoa. Oh. They, they shoot
1: just like a field point and they're darts out there and, and you don't have to worry about the wind and you don't have to worry about drag and you know you know dude my buddy joe Costarella just shot an antelope in the neck with a rage and like damn near cut its head off oh it,
0: they're so ridiculous i
1: i've tried other broadheads i mean this is literally it like
0: it's so stupid i have broadheads in my quiver that i've been wanting to try i have schwackers uh-huh. Uh, and I know squackers actually fly better than rage. Uh, really? At 120, at 120 yards, I chopped the back end of my pin bushing off last year. What? Yeah, do they, they, they fly just like a field point? I. It's so weird because they're like two inches long, I swear. But they, they'll, no. they'll they'll crack the back end of your arrow out at 120 uh, at shooting a field point with a Swap and a broadhead. Ridiculous. Which is why I've never used them. But. <laughs> Dude, they shoot They shoot ridiculously good. I've just never been a big fan of blades that pull open. I'd rather them push open on and cut on contact because right. you get a small entrance hole and a big exit, but with a rage, a cut on contact, you're getting a giant entrance hole and a giant.
1: Yeah, what do they call that? Like slap chop effect or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah, dude, it's, it's brutal. And, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, I don't trust the mechanicals. I'm like, look, you have a better chance of recovering – a bad shot on a deer with a rage with a two plus inch cutting diameter than you do shooting a broadhead. That's a one inch cutting diameter. That's going to shoot a hole in them. You know, you're, you're cutting like a whole fist length hole in them <laughs> with a rage,
1: it, you know? It, so let me, let me, why wouldn't you load up a 150 grain field point for the 900? well, Again, I just, I know you thought um, about it, but you already got your... Why not, right? I've
0: done it before when we do like the little club shoots and like for, you know, November or whatever. And December, I'll shoot my axes because I don't I don't really care. I don't have my X10 sighted in, <laughs> <laughs> but I've never built, done it for a 900.
1: I built a super heavy ass arrow for the 900 once uh, just because Steve, what's his name? Steve. Anderson was saying that the best arrow you can shoot is the heaviest one that will make the distance. Yeah. And so I, you, you were 10, the FMJ match grade, like yep. carbon core. I, the heaviest arrow, <laughs> that and in. yeah, with, uh, 140 grain Smith brothers points. Oh geez, that's like a five. That's like a five 500- hundred. Well, it depends on how long you cut it,
0: but that's like a five hundred grain arrow.
1: I think I left them twenty seven and a half inches, and I normally cut my arrow to like twenty six, but I left them <laughs> a little long, because uh, you you know, I picked a stiffer spine arrow and just ran it a little bit longer, thinking it would be a a nice heavy, uh, wind resistant, uh, arrow, and it shot like dog shit for me. So it's just. Huh. went to, like light speeds i think i shot it way better with light speeds
0: yeah the light, the light speeds always shot good for them. i used to shoot the light speeds back before i could get myself x10s oh yeah i it's love this yeah. thing It's the, i ben really and, like
1: oh what's that what were you we saying
0: oh for the light speeds uh because they never had heavy like front they, they didn't have any heavy inserts or heavy points you could put in there like the heaviest thing you could put in there was like a hundred and hundred and twenty grain point or something like that or not right might even eighty five grain. So Randy and Ben actually used to fill the points with lead what? and cap them off and then glue them in. <laughs> that's that's how they used to do Randy still has air his light speeds with uh lead cap points. What? Yeah they used to fill them with lead and cap them off so that way they could run a heavy front end.
1: That's some cool old school shit. <laughs> oh they did all kinds of stuff tip points into it. I, I put L tip points in all my East Narrows. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I hope I like, I have my triple X's or I'm sorry, super drive 27's uh, built up with points. And uh, I'm just hoping like they fit really nice. And I just hoping they stay, those points stay in and I'm not making a huge boo
0: boo. <laughs> no, they should stay in. I, I think it all just kind of depends on if you clean, a lot, like a lot of people won't clean the carbon dust out of the Inside of the aero shaft, and so the glue bonds to the carbon
1: dust and not the actual carbon, and then right pull out. Right, carbon dust, so graphite dust is like a lubricant for bearings in, in some applications. So, yeah, probably absolutely. not the best.
0: uh Yeah, probably not the best to just you know cut them and glue them.
1: Are you still take so a little Q-tip with alcohol and run them through there? Are your weights, are your stabilizer weights and peep sight height and everything still the same as your outlaw set?
0: Uh, my pee pie, Yes. My stabilizer weights, probably not. I took quite a bit of weight off. I think I'm only running eight on the front. I did basically did a one to two. Like I just, that's the way I always started up. I started off with a ratio and then I just kind of go from there like, okay, cool. I'm dipping I'm going to throw a couple ounces on the back and see if that helps. No, it didn't. Okay. I'm going to throw some on the front, you know, but, um, you know, I started it there and I actually switched I was running a 12 inch bar in Oregon because that's all I had but also for the peanut uh, target you know when you got to, or uh, and even that 20 yard straight downhill where you got to be basically pointing at your toes uh, my my stabilizer from where I used to run it on the bottom mount would would have poked me in the side with how much weight I ran so when I ran the I moved my stabilizer from that mount to actually, uh, right where my front stabilizer comes out. So I'm running my back bar off the front of my bow, and so it shortened up my back bar to where like it was barely sticking out past the string in Oregon. <laughs> it was, um, oh, it was it was stupid short. It was, it was awesome. I mean, it, it shot good. I shot, I shot good up there. Um, but I Ben actually gave me a 15 inch doinker to try out. Oh. Um, I need to talk to Adam about getting a 15-inch bar, Um, but that's all I had for now. So, I put the 15 on and put some weights on there. So, I don't know exactly where I'm at from Oregon, but I have a 15-inch bar on it now. Sick, dude. Yeah, just trying it out. That's awesome. That's about the biggest change I've done. 15-inch bar. I think I got one. Yeah, but you were playing with it. You are playing with it at the time, and I was like, I'm not going to steal your 15-inch bar.
1: My arms are so short, I shouldn't be fucking around with anything longer than a 10-inch bar, though. (laughs) It's like, whatever the kids are using, it's what I can use. (laughs) You're going to run a little 6-inch bar with, like, 50 50 ounces of weight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Chris Perkins has a 10-inch back bar, and it's, or I think, 10 or 12, and it's got, like, 28 ounces, basically turns it into a 15-inch bar yeah
0: that's what i used to i used to run the 12 with uh i'd run close to 30
1: god damn i I'd
0: probably that would even usually, be 15
1: inch, that'd be like a 20 inch bar
0: i think with my 12 before i moved it up front i think i had 26 i think i had 26 on the back in oregon i'm guessing wow.
1: Guessing. You ever I, get the um do you ever get the hankering to like go the tim gillingham route and go like two twenty-five inch v-bar uh you know a v bar set up like that i honestly can't,
0: i honestly can't say i have i've always looked at tim and just gone
1: what the hell is that
0: <laughs> yeah <Forget laughs> I, I mean i i, I like i get it i like I, liked, I really like tim he's a super nice guy he knows more than probably anybody out there you know there's there's a there's a reason for the madness i've just always looked at it and gone what
1: the hell yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember remember when he threw his bow on the ground and it
1: just like bounced when we were in Redding? When we were in Redding, we were right behind him. Yeah, he missed that 40 yard uphill, like 45 yard uphill, and he tossed, landed on a on V bars, long ass V bars.
0: And bounced like three times. <laughs>
1: yeah, we were like,
0: <laughs> maybe that would be the only reason I put a V bar so I could just throw my bow and take out my anger and not have to yeah. worry about
1: the rest we of the have shoot. To, no stand or anything. You could just like no, I just, down. I just, I
0: just toss it, you know, just chuck it, <laughs> and, and it'll land. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've never actually even thought about running a V bar. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe because you know, just running the side has always worked. Because I run it pretty much straight back, anyways. It's not like I run my bars out. Like I pretty much run with like a one degree off, like out the side. It's pretty much straight back.
1: I'm right there with you, dude.
0: So I've never really thought about running a back, you know, V bar. I've always been like, yeah, I'll just run the one, and it works, and we'll keep it.
1: Right. I've always wondered how, like, feels like in people's hands when, when they have the uh when they have kicked away out like Rio, like Rio Wild kicks his. Oh, well, I guess he runs it out the front, but he kicks it.
0: You know, dude, I'd be. I'd be shooting my bow
1: gangster style with that much weight out the side. I'd have it like half cocked, shooting it That's, like a crossbow. But it is like your hands kicked over gangster style, you know? That's what my dad does. I pick his bow up. I'm like, how the hell do you shoot this thing? I, it makes
2: <laughs> no sense to me.
0: I grab that thing and the first thing he wants to do is put the top cam into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, nope, could never do it. <laughs>
1: I spend more time fighting the bubble than I do actually aiming. So, not to beeline off topic too hard, but you told me some like interesting stuff today, man. Do you want to? You want to explain the uh, the Jordan thing? Oh, yeah, the Jordan thing.
0: Um, so, I actually got an invite to go to the tournament with Paige and the other one hundred and forty nine people that she invited. Um, and so for a lot of, if, if a lot of people don't know about the trip yet, um, Paige has been working on this project for a couple years now. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure she told me before, but I, I really found out more about it, uh, when we went up to Washington to shoot for Blake's, uh, tournament indoor. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, she met a guy working at a range in Chico, which was just down the road from me when she was managing the shop there. And she set him up, taught him how to shoot a bow. Uh, I think he came in a couple times and then they kind of never kept contact and Paige left the shop. Um, uh, and I guess he reached out to her like six years later and was like, Hey, we, I've been working with the government in Jordan. Uh, they have agreed to, uh, let, you know, people shoot bows, which has always been illegal over there to own them. Um, and he's like, "Hey, you want to partner and set up a bunch of shops?" And she's like, uh, "Yeah, for sure. I'll do that, hundred percent." And um, you know, and that's just such an such a cool opportunity, especially for her to even be a part of that, and mm-hmm. and bringing archery to a country that's never been able to do it. Um, and just for me, I mean, i I'm so grateful she
1: even thought to invite me to go. I know. Uh, it's really, it's really cool, but you know, to yeah. be fair, I mean, you're a, a badass competitor, and like, uh, you travel with Tate to go compete at you know badass events all over the place. So, like,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, The I way mean, I see it, yeah,
1: is why dude, not? Oh, dude, it, to have you know, I like I told,
0: uh, like I told a couple of my buddies, and they're like, dude, no way you're gonna go. I'm like, dude, if it was a slingshot competition, I'd be there. <laughs> you know we're gonna bring slingshots to the people of jordan you know i'm like i'm all i'm all for you know bringing people bringing stuff to people that have never had it and just to have an experience like that i mean the archery tournament's you know a really cool thing and um i do now have to learn how to shoot feet i've never done it oh um, did you-,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you man you're picking it up
0: how hard could it be <laughs>
1: You stand. You stand at fifty meters and pound. I think you could like Rubio make the bow comfy, uh, type deal, or make yeah. it hold good. You know,
0: yeah, just make it hold good and pulse in.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but no, I'm super excited. I'm gonna work my butt off so I can, you know, try to compete, uh, for, you know, the the money over there. But I'm just really excited to, you know, even, even be able to go on this trip. You know, and
1: uh, see what Paige is gonna say- work on and. When you say compete for the money, like is is Paige organizing a tournament, or is is the, yeah. the country of Georgia? Paige is is uh, organizing the government, or uh, not organizing the
0: government. Uh, she's organizing the tournament, and they're they're putting they're doing a payout. I think for all the divisions that are there, I don't remember how many divisions there are going to be, but uh, first place is ten thousand, second place is seven thousand. And third is five. Wow. Yeah, so pretty good pay. I don't know if the government's paying for that. I'm i I'm ninety percent sure that's what's happening. Right, right. Uh, uh, but so it's yeah, gonna be it's
1: run by... I, I imagine it's yeah. gonna be run like a like a like a USAT event then, right? It'll be like yeah, SoCal you, showdown.
0: Yeah, I think you have your first day, of the qualifying, and then you have your elimination matches, and then you have I think the finals or something like that. Ooh, there's three days worth of
1: shooting. So cool, man. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've never been able I, the furthest I've gone out of the country was Canada. Uh, uh-huh. Like and not very far out of the country either. Uh, so to be able to go, you know, to, you know, a whole nother side of the world and, you know, just experience all that see stuff I've never been able to do, you know, ever, never seen before. Um, compete in a in a in a level at a, a tournament that's at that level because I'm assuming there's gonna be quite a few good shooters there, right? Um, to just just compete in another country is ridiculous. Yeah, you know? dude. If somebody Press- would have told me, you know, when I started shooting a bow, that eventually it would lead to me going to, you know, another country to shoot,
1: I I would have been like, dude, you're lying. Kick him in <laughs> the. That's what the- I was about to say. Dude, one of the sweet. Is you're going behind your bow, like you get to go and just live behind your bow for a week, you know? Yeah, like I mean, like, your archery is, has just taken you overseas. It's just, it's so crazy to me to even think
0: because you know, like I I still tell my dad, you know, I remember when we were having a conversation going back from reading, and I was talking about you know how good I shot, and it was like a fourteen forty. you know i I was stoked Uh that was only like five years ago i was talking to my dad like dude i showed a 1440 he's like dude yeah if you you know if you if you only miss this many you know you'll be on like a 20 and a half point average you know i'm like i'm like oh yeah dude that's where i want to end up And now (laughs) fast forward to now it's like oh yeah you're going to jordan for an invite only archery competition i know it's like
1: kubate or something this is fucking nuts dude
0: when paige sent me the text i literally just stared at my phone for like 10 minutes just processing like she said all it was was so you want to shoot the tournament that was all it was but i stared at it for like 10 minutes like is this real <laughs> i have I another page in my phone
1: Oh, we wait for the follow-up like, ah, just like
0: <laughs> yeah, underwater basket weaving tournament what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? i'm just like uh is this for real
1: you know cool yeah. i think beneficial or, or or a hindrance for me to say this but it, you will get to get to shoot against top pros you know yeah so you know it's it's cool cuz you're going to get to showcase you're going to get a chance to showcase your abilities yeah i mean um and definitely, I mean,
0: everything that I everything that I strive for, like the more pressure I have, the better I do at everything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to feel the pressure of shooting on that kind of a stage for me, I mean, it, it should, honestly, in the way that it's helped me, it should up my archery game. You know, I mean, I, right now I feel more pressure to shoot my bow than I have all year long.
2: You know, yeah. It's,
0: it's, <laughs> It's like starting all over again, you know, going back and do the bottom of the A-class. You're like um, Googling, like, what? <laughs> I'm not even joking. I was Googling that today. I'm like, how do you shoot a FIDA match? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, man, I need dear. a for this. Uh, you know, all I ever shoot is, like, an orange dot. I'm like, what is this yellow face thing? And, you know, like, outdoors, what? I've only ever shot orange dots outside or field and thank goodness it's not a field or a hunter a target. Cause I, I'd been like, you uh, I don't, I don't think I even stand to make the, the top, you know, you know, top dead last.
1: Oh, nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. That's that humble killer. That's that humble, humble killer attitude coming out.
0: Uh, but yeah, it's such a cool opportunity. I mean, and you know, they're, they're gonna let me take a plus one, and if I can afford to do it, I'm gonna try to take my girlfriend with me. Um, awesome. Give her uh, an opportunity to. I mean, it. Obviously, she's not shooting in a tournament, but I mean, how? I mean, how often do you get to go to a country like that and witness something? Oh, I mean, bring seriously? archery, bringing archery tournament there for the first time. There'll never be another first time archery tournament in Jordan, for sure. You know, uh, my daddy's like, dude, you could go, you, you know, you, you might be able to go to Jordan later on, like when you get your career and, you know, I'm like, yeah, but it will never be this. Yeah. When I or, go or for it, this it will never be this. Yeah. Yeah. It will never be like it is today. It's like, it's truly a once in a lifetime. Yeah. And I just, I just still can't even believe that, you know, she sent me, a, I mean, granted we we're friends and we talk. you know, maybe not a ton, but we talk quite a bit. Um, uh-huh. So I was like, well, maybe, but for it to actually happen, it was just so surreal. I was just like, holy cow. I can't believe I'm even getting invited to this. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool. And
0: it's we were driving cool. down from, uh, we were driving up from Sacramento the day Paige released that video. And we listened to it and actually looked over at me. She goes, are you going to get the invite? I'm like, I'm not keeping my head. I'm not, I'm not keeping my hopes up. I'm not. I, I'm, it, I'm like I, if she invites me, I am going to be
1: so stoked, but if she doesn't, you know, that is what it is too. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Your archery is taking you overseas. The, only, uh, so the cool. only time I've ever been overseas is to go work in a Chinese sweatshop to make speakers, and it was terrible.
0: <laughs> like what I'd give to go to Jordan.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to go to Jordan either, but if it were shooting a bow, I yeah, I'd consider it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it. I guess. Uh,
0: I guess it's like the richest country in the Middle East. I didn't know that. I didn't even know Jordan was a country until. Uh, I go to page, post that video. A, a uh-huh. while, you know, a week. Uh, that's when I found out Jordan was a country. That's cool. And it's right next to Jerusalem. Oh, cool! It's like, it's like right there. Oh wow! So, um, but it, it'll be so cool. I'm. I'm excited. Um, and then from there, it's just going to be. All indoor, dude. Start playing my favorite game.
1: Mine also. I built Austin Watts style indoor arrows.
0: Oh yeah, you bet. You
1: put the four fletch. I went hard helical on it. (laughs) Dude,
0: that's what I was shooting when I shot the that Bay Area Open and all and my highest X count games. I was on fire with those arrows i just can't shoot them anymore because my drop away decided to break so
1: (laughs) that was the bay area open where it came down to just you and me yep and that's where i I think i I I
0: shot up from fourth or fifth because i mean randall crushed uh rudy shot good brandon was there brandon shot Uh 300 yeah i don't remember if alan was there but there were there were some like people that shot 300s so i mean i shot two uh two two, two 299s but i had like 26 and 27 x's
1: Uh uh-huh
0: and then i so i kind of placed low but then we shot off and i climbed my way and then finally got to you
1: yeah i remember being fucking terrified (laughs) i was like what the fuck is this kid doing here
0: (laughs) i get i get i I don't know what it is
1: indoor when i get in that
0: pressure dude i don't i i would be lying if i said my pin like ever really moved Like I might make a bad shot, but my Mm -hmm. bow feels like it's a feather, and it just doesn't move. It's the weirdest
1: thing. You were telling me today that you said you practice like, I mean, for the lack of a better word, sloppy, and then you compete focused and
0: sharp. Oh yeah, if somebody, you know, if somebody saw me practice, you know, you know, anybody could beat me when I'm practicing. Uh I suck. I really do suck. I, I mean, uh-huh. there's some days I go out and practice and I'm like, dude, this, if I keep them in the orange dot at, you know, 60 yards, I'm like, dude, I'm doing great. I'm <laughs> doing
1: really good.
0: Uh, bullshit, but okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not lying. I, dude, I, trust me, there's plenty of people that have shot with me when I'm
1: practicing. I tried not- with you for reading, and you were fucking crushing at 100. Was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You had Maybe. all the old guys, all the
0: old guys at that range were like, duh. Maybe, I don't know. I That's- I always feel like I practice like crap. Because, I mean, my my scores are, like, if, if I had orange dots on them would be horrible. I, I miss all kinds of dots, just barely out here, barely out there. Sometimes I shoot a wide one. But then when I go to a tournament, my hold all of a sudden, like, comes together. Like, I haven't been able to hold when I'm practicing. It sucks. I just float all over the place, and it breaks sometimes in the middle. When I go to a tournament, it's just like, it just doesn't leave the orange sometimes. Uh huh. Not all the time because I do miss, but you know, a lot <laughs> of times when, a lot of times when, I'm when I'm in a tournament, it just it just literally my bow feels like, like it's two pounds lighter. It's weird.
1: I know that feeling.
0: And especially in like shoot off, like dude, my bow feels like it weighs nothing. I could have thirty ounces on the front, and it feels like it's moving a million miles an hour. It, you <laughs> yeah. Know. Until I, like... until I settle in and then it, it holds so good it scares me to pull it like to execute a shot.
1: Uh, shoot offs feel like negative weight to me.
0: Dude, I'm, like, oh, man. Just, I'm just like, you know, in my head, I'm like, just go off, go off, go off, go off, go off, go off. Like I don't <laughs> want to move. I'm like, it, seems so... it doesn't move. It just sits <laughs> in the perfect dead center. <laughs> and when it sometimes goes off, like when we were in Fresno, I was like, Scribe hole. Scribe (laughs) hole.
1: Dude. need to win this Jordan event and make Scribe hole your internationally recognized slogan.
0: That's my slogan. Scribe hole.
1: There's going to be like, that's Scribe hole. You know, we got Mr.
0: Perfect. You
1: know, the hammer. Page hole. send it. uh, Motto.
0: Yeah, they got, we got big cat. I'm going to be
1: Scribe hole. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, man. It doesn't happen like that all the time, but I just thought it was funny that one time because when it went off, like my bow had been shooting good. I sucked at Fresno, but my bow was shooting good. Like when it dude. went off in the middle, it was in the middle.
1: We, we said scribe hole when you turn around. We all fell apart like <laughs> a fucking like a world star hip hop video. Dude. Like we were like, Oh <laughs> <"Dawg!"> Jesus. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll, never, I'll never forget when we were in Nevada City. You might remember this. It was like two years ago. And I was, I was, I happened to be wearing, I, I packed because it was cold, but then it ended up getting really hot. So I put on shorts, but all I had was long socks. Uh huh. And we got, went to that shoot off, and everyone was making fun of my socks. Literally, everybody was making fun of my socks. Like, oh, long socks here. Oh. <laughs> and I, I walked up and just like DC'd the, the deer target down the hill, and everyone was like, oh. <laughs>
1: And everyone's like, "Dude, I need long
2: socks. I need the long
1: socks." <laughs> he yeah, a trend. I <laughs> remember, like Jim Padilla,
0: you, uh, Rudy, like everybody started coming down, shaking my hand. They're like, "Dude, the socks prevail."
1: <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh! Oh, that's too funny, man. <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny. I
0: it was, I just remember that. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember my socks. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but i love shootoffs. i think every you know even in doing the outlaw stuff you know from you know people want to compete for money i i don't care about the money honestly it's getting the comp the the shoot off pressure uh-huh. like that's that's what we pay for because you can't get it anywhere else i don't care how hard you know even in practice indoor league whatever mm-hmm. you slap down a potential to win a little cash on a shootoff
1: off changed geez. everything
0: changes your whole mindset all of a sudden you know you got to work through all that you know the bow feeling like a feather and actually having to you know make the shot go off the right way and you know not punch it and you know still get it in the middle not lock low you know you, everything changes your whole brain chemistry changes when you step on the line for a shoot off right right and the Dude. more that you get that pressure the the less the like you know starting a tournament pressure affects you
1: i think that's what like, Rubio was trying to tell me about, like, when he was saying, he, you know, like, why you go pro. And one, it was to let the amateurs kind of come in and, and have their space. But also, it was so that you kind of elevate your own, you, you know, you shoot in a, in a more elevated pool. And yep. I guess it's for that, you know, that uh, that tension, or I guess, I guess the pressure is the perfect word. You yeah. keep the pressure on you. Well, that's, that's kind of what we
0: were talking about this morning. You know, I don't have any state records. I don't have any national records like Blake does. I don't, you know, and Mark and all these guys, but you know, I, I have reached a point where I'm shooting at a elevated game with my Mm -hmm. bow. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I can perform. I just haven't, you know, in state and I've never really shot a national tournament other than reading and Mm -hmm. what you maybe Vegas, but Vegas is like a a world thing, I guess. Uh Um, but those are like really the only two national events I've ever been able to go to because they cost so much money. Right. You know, my dad always took me hunting rather than take me to archery tournaments, which thank goodness <laughs> I love hunting. So it worked. But that's all I've ever had. And I rarely did state until like the last year or two. I rarely did at state events. So, but I'm at an elevated game to where I, you know, I don't want to say I feel like I can slack, but I don't. Like, I feel pressure, but not not the way I used to when I was coming up. You know, when I looked at you and Rudy at the top and all these guys, and I was like middle of the barrel, mm-hmm. I just don't feel that as much anymore. And I want it back because right. I don't, I don't want to settle, even though I haven't got to the point where I'm winning. Like, you know, yes, there may be, you know, no pro, you know, no benefit because you just pay your money and you pay your dues or whatever. For me, I just want the pressure back.
1: Yes, that's just, the most important I want part of
0: to it. Elevate my game past where I'm at because if I don't feel the pressure and I feel no reason to get better, I won't ever get better. The right. whole reason I've gotten better every year is because I've always been like, I want to do this this year. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And now I've, you know, I've shot in the 920s, I've shot in the high 9, you know, 919, 918. I'm like, okay, that's a pretty freaking stellar game. Yes. Now, now I don't want to relax and let myself get lazy. Now I want to push for, I can't miss. Right. I literally cannot miss. Otherwise I don't win. So I want that extra pressure on my back. Cause that's when I do better. That's when I make like my strides every year of shooting better and better is because I just keep putting more pressure on myself. And then when you do that, it makes some of these other, you know, shoots, you start doing better at
1: all of them. Right. I, I believe that for, Guys like you, um, to nine eighteen shooters, uh, is gonna be the you know what you got to strive for. I yeah. think I think a lot of guys would be like, well, if I can just maintain, put down another nine seventeen or whatever, I'll be okay, you know. Yeah, but I think but... Cleaning, cleaning is what what is required of us. Yeah, and I mean you always
0: gotta strive to clean it, right? No matter what what point in archery you are, your your only goal should be to clean it. Mm-hmm. And then you should have a a place where you're happy with it, right? Yes. But your your whole goal should be I, I want to clean it. If, if, Tucker. You tell me, if you legitimately tell me that at no point you ever want to clean it, you're <laughs> never gonna get to a high level. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like what, you're why never, even
0: why even compete then? Yeah, why why would you compete? You, you know, you should strive to be the best and do the impossible with it. You know, if you if that if your only goal is to just settle for, eh, I I'll I'll settle for a nine fourteen or I'll settle for a nine twelve. You'll never be a top shooter, ever. Right. Right. You always have to strive to do perfection, and then you have a a limit. Like I always strive to clean it, and if I shoot a nine eighteen at the end of the day, and I know like. Okay, I missed these points because I just did this. But the rest of the day
1: was good. I'm happy with it. But I wanted right. to clean it. Right. That's what you ran- know? the goal is perfection. Mm-hmm. And, and uh that I've never forgotten that. That's always kinda of like that's what we that's what we shoot for in perfection. Yep. And that's that
0: pressure, you know, that's, it's not the same, but it is kind of the same why I want to do the pro class because I just, I want that extra push so I don't get lazy. You know, I don't, I, I actually want to shoot my bow more than I do right now. You know, I've kind of been lucky with how little, I, I mean, I do shoot probably more than a lot of people, but I don't shoot as much as I feel like I need to, to get at the pro, like, you know, like the Broadwater or the Tate Morgan, like level. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that little extra
1: push to really do it the right way. And um, I think shooting in Jordan will give you a nudge. And then I think learn from that. experience. You will amplify and it'll push you that extra, you know, that little extra scotch. Yeah,
0: oh, I can already feel it. I can tell you guys, the second I got the text, I already felt the pressure again. <laughs> what i like it's almost like a high almost you know <laughs> like the like the oh my gosh like what what is this what am i walking into and it's like the 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 first time i ever walked into vegas you know to shoot it yeah. was just like unreal you know uh, it was uh, the biggest
1: adrenaline rush you'll ever feel when you walk on the line i agree shoot uh championship class also gives you that whole yeah. like what the fuck am i doing here like this is fucking crazy that's a
0: whole new mind it's it just like like you can't go backwards
1: right like
0: all you want to do is get that again because eventually you know as you do it more you're gonna lose it which you know that's just your confidence going up mm-hmm. but you should always strive to make the shootoffs to feel that that's why like every time i'm like i don't care if i take first second third Whatever. I mean, I want to take first. I want like strive for perfection. But at the end of the day, if I make a shoot off, you know that's that's what you're paying for in outlaws. Yeah. It just is. You know, when you get to this level, I mean, you look at the top three shooters; they're within like three points of each other. Right. You know that's that that you're just battling it out for. You know, basically, you're all you're doing it for yourself, right? You know, you're you're trying to shoot the best score you can. Forget about, you know. What other people are going to think about your score? You're shooting your best score. That's the only thing that matters. At the end of the day, it's just who who shot better for the day, who right. shot their best score better for the day. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing I've been um, trying to work on for Outlaws in the team event. You know, you're even though the team event's cool, you should focus on yourself. Yes, because
1: you're and still whatever still the outcome to, is, to...
0: You're still striving to shoot clean. Yeah, you're still you're still individually striving to shoot clean. And if you worry about yourself and you sh- shoot your best game rather than worrying about your partner shooting their best game, you're going to shoot better as a team because yeah. you will miss less. The second yeah. you worry about, you know, your other partner and what their score is, the worse your score is going to reflect because now you're adding double pressure. <laughs> worry about yourself and let your teammate worry about themselves and it is what it is at the end of the day sometimes you ham an egg sometimes you don't
1: right right you know the whole concept of hamming an egg and i've always said is like oh man you know isn't shouldn't both guys be trying to make it outright anyway yeah
0: i mean that's how we clean that first day at redding you know you shot your best game and i shot my best game yeah you know we did good. I mean, we we cleaned the first day. I mean, that's that's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to my dad. He goes, "I've never cleaned a day of reading." My dad
1: shot some good scores. I know when we dropped our first point, uh, <laughs> everyone in our group was like, oh. <laughs> I know. it, it always <laughs> sucks."
0: But you know, the thing is, is that even though we dropped that one point, we we both knew why we dropped that one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we could look back and be like, "Well, we're not going to drop that point the next time." yeah yeah no it, well
1: we won't miss that one for sure <laughs> yeah. we're, cl- we're gonna clean it next year the whole thing dude. a boy dude you, you get me juice to shoot buddy <laughs> well hey hey i gotta
0: push you and you gotta push me we all gotta do it
1: yeah you
0: know but i mean i i'm i'm actually kind of glad you know living up here in Reading now um uh, because I never had anybody to shoot with, I still sometimes don't have anybody to shoot with. But I have more, more people here that can push me, you know. And and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really, I really do love uh, you know Ron Perry, such a great guy. He works at the bow rack up here. He's a the sweetie. first thing I was standing in the bow rack, I was hanging out with the guys when I got the text. And the first thing he, I I showed him the text. The first thing he did, he gave me a big old hug. And he goes, dude, I'm practicing with you whenever you want. He goes, we're going to practice together and get you ready for Jordan. Oh, I'm like, dude, that's, that's what I wanted. And Chico was just me. I mean, Aaron Cahoon, when Aaron Cahoon was shooting, we shot together and, um, I really enjoyed shooting with Aaron, but the last Mm -hmm. year or two, you know, he kind of got more into fly fishing, which -hmm. which fly fishing is a blast from what I've heard. So I don't blame him, Uh (laughs) but you know, I, we, we don't really have a range in Chico, so it's not like we can walk out and shoot a half-field or a half-hunter. Now I have a field range in the backyard pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh, really? Hopefully I can learn how to shoot a field range or a field course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> the, the club actually usually sets up targets, but, you know, maybe I'll actually figure out how to shoot at
1: a field target. Oh. Uh, you play the Humble That's Guy card all the time. It, you'll- Dude, it's weird.
0: Out of every every style of shooting I've done, field is like my kryptonite. Really? And i just I don't know if it's I've just never had the right setup or what, but I have never, ever, 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 ever shot a decent score on a field round. Or hunter. Oh, I mean, I just I suck at field archery. I don't understand why. It's just like my kryptonite. I could go shoot I can literally go and shoot like the worst round out of everybody who shows up, go punch out a three hundred with my
1: X tens indoor. Wow field I just can't shoot at field Field has always kind of been my like walk in the park and everything else has been my kryptonite <laughs> I guess it just depends on what you practice a lot I mean I've yeah. never
0: That's like I is. never had a range to shoot those faces I mean the West Valley was the closest but the
1: hay bales don't hold my arrows it makes perfect so. sense it's the same reason why the 900 target face trips people up it's a, yep. it's a big-ass yeah. spot but it's just because we never practice it it yeah. comes around once a year. Oh, I just picked up my bow and I looked I looked at it through my scope and I'm like, oh my gosh. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, that, that's big, that's a big ass pillow dog. Oh dot. my god, we're gonna need a big dot. Well oh,
0: it it felt like I was like, you know, I was having a seizure while I was aiming. My pin was floating so much. I'm just like, stop, just just, just stop.
1: Stop moving.
0: And of course, you know, I didn't help. I hadn't shot my bow since Oregon. You know, I picked up from shooting my carbon hunting bows to that bow. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this thing is not sitting still. (laughs) (laughs) It was scary. It was scary. kind of scared me
1: a little bit. Oh, nonsense. So dude, I'm
0: just excited to go back to indoor.
1: I'm excited for you to shoot the 900. I I think it's going to be a very interesting 900 year. And it's going to be cool. going strong, or you know, they've been going strong. So it's like, I feel like it's anyone's it's anyone's game this year, you know. Yeah.
0: the The only other thing I can say for other people that are wanting to do the nine hundred, and this is just coming out of like my playbook right now mm-hmm. and how I'm getting ready for it. Instead of shooting six arrows at sixty yards, or you know, at 50 yards or 40 yards, shoot a dozen. Brilliant. Or whatever the most you can shoot into it, because if you can build up the endurance to shoot, you know, if you can shoot 12 arrows in the 10
1: at 60, you should have no problem doing six. If any listens to this, if they have not a filler episode that I did last week, I said the same thing. I said, shoot as many arrows at once as you can.
0: Mm -hmm. For
1: one, it's a lot less walking. You don't have to walk back and forth to target as much. That was so you save point. your
0: energy. You <laughs> yeah, know, you, you you pack on your calories, you keep them.
1: You know well, um, that, and you literally get more shooting in. Like, yeah, you get more shooting in. Yeah, and that's what's important. And these guys used to say, like back when uh, I used to do jujitsu. These guys used to be like, "Oh, well, you know, how can I make my jujitsu better? Should I throw kettlebells or should I, you know, do uh, Olympic press?" And the guy was like, "Dude, do more jujitsu. That's how you get better at jujitsu." <laughs> So yeah. it's like if you know, I get better at shooting sixty yards. Shoot more arrows at sixty yards. Yeah, you're you're all you're doing is building your
0: confidence. It's like okay, I could put twelve arrows in the dot at sixty. Uh-huh. You know, you walk up to the to the range and all of a sudden it's a totally different game. You're like, I could put six arrows. I put twelve in there a bunch of times, yep. or yep. I put you, ten in there out of the twelve. I, I put eight out of the twelve. I could put six.
1: Easy, yep. no problem. So, exactly. Walk up, and you shoot your six. You improve your timing. You uh, mm-hmm. you know your your relationship, all that stuff gets better the more you shoot. Yep, you just you just build your. You know, like ninety
0: percent of archery is all mental. So, like Mark Rubio was saying with it, you know the podcast with Rudy, he goes, "The bow, the bow's is gonna do what the bow is supposed to do. What it was built to do." He goes, 90 uh-huh. percent of your problems are in your head." Yeah, that you has got to figure out how to get rid of them. That was a great podcast. Yeah.
1: It was, was, it was definitely
0: good. You know, there's no – I mean, I'm right there with them. There's no special tuning technique. You know, I might play – you know, like yesterday I I took – I put a half twist in my control cable or put a twist in it just to bring the bottom cam a little bit, you know, ahead a little more just to play with maybe more a little dead even because I uh-huh. usually run my top cam ahead. Uh-huh. That's just where I like the holding weight. I was like, well, maybe that's a little more forgiving. And it worked. I shot more – I shot tighter groups today than I did yesterday well hell yeah but you know for the most part you know even though i wasn't shooting as great groups yesterday i still put them in the middle
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know a tens, a 10 but if i can make them all an x then i'm gonna do that because that reduces my chance of shooting a nine right you know so i mean there's not there's really no special tuning techniques i i cut my arrows i put wraps on them i stick some veins on them i go shoot i don't even you know I mean, really, I don't really group tune them that much. I just, I just shoot them, and that's interesting. You know, John
1: Weaver also had that a very similar uh, thing where he's like, "Yeah, I don't do too much crazy shit. I just do more shooting."
0: Yeah. So I mean, honestly, a, I just started shooting a lizard tongue. I don't even know what the hell changing your blade angle does. I really don't. I have zero idea. It I just does all I just kinds of with shit, it dude. until I go.
1: I just played with it until I go. Yeah, yeah, that works. I'll leave it blade angle is giving me some wacky fucking tuning uh, results
0: yeah well I've got a three inch left hair so you riddle me that <laughs> well <laughs> yeah never mind <laughs> my, my, my arrow comes out of my bow backwards okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I shot I shot through I was shooting with Tate and Heather in Nevada City and I shot a target at 30 yards and it was a hay bale and it was it was uh, a uh, we were shooting a a half-hunter round or something like that, and it passed through the cardboard, and when I walked up to the cardboard, there was a a two-and-a-half-inch high-left hair through the cardboard (laughs) at 30 yards. I kid you not, at 30, Tate's like,
1: oh, my gosh. That just tells me you shoot like a a thousand robot. Like one of those, you shoot like the Terminator, (laughs) and you're just shooting a bow that fucking throws arrows out sideways. I'm just like, ah. I but, do I mean, believe it's, it's, it's good. I do believe in the Rubio podcast with Rudy. He's he was saying, "Oh yeah, the bow's going to shoot fine anyway. It's what you do." But he also said, "As long as the bow's straight, <laughs> it's like as long as it's shooting them out fine. That's, that's all bad. that matters." <laughs> yeah, I think you know when he, when it comes out straight, you
0: definitely gain a little more forgiveness. I don't know. I, I mean, the, I'm, I'm, there should be the a best. little
1: asterisk. It says uh, Austin says that you don't need that either. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, I, the best shooting bow I've ever shot is that Invicta. I mean, it just absolutely crushes for me. I, it holds the best. It shoots the best. Whatever, but it has a two and a half, two and a half inch left tear. I mean,
1: you would <laughs> think that'd be the worst shooting bow, but dude, you know, what is like you? What we just have, Left tear is superior to a bullet hole. What if you are the first guy to find this out?
0: The first thing I notice, like if I want to change my timing, like if I'm like, oh, I want my top camp, I just put one in the left because I'm like, well, it only make my left tear a little better. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. even twist the right. I'm just like, oh, I'll just twist the left. That's what it is. I don't even think about it on my hunting bows. I twist the left, the left yoke cable, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and exactly. then I grab my bow and I go to shoot it through paper and it's like a hard, right. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. This one, actually I can do the other side. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I forgot. it It is an always go left. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it literally pounds and I think it has something to do. And Paige is kind of, you know, I, I think that you need a center shot for sure. Like you need your S down the middle of your bow and Because as you back up, you know, you're going to have left and rights if your center shot's not good compared to short distance. But Uh if you can get a left or a right tear and have it a little high, especially if you're shooting like a launcher blade, it's doing the same thing every time. So my bow might be shooting a two and a half inch left hair, but it is shooting a two and a half inch left hair every time it comes out of the bow single time right as long as i have my repeatable shot my shot timing the pins in the same spot it's gonna do the same thing and if my arrows are hitting in the middle it doesn't look care what the tear looks like it's gonna go in the middle that's a good point you know it's doing the same thing like you said it's a machine
1: yeah break ultimately yeah
0: so i mean that's that's what it is you're just doing the same thing every time so you know, yep. that's, that's, uh,
1: Buddy, that's what the goal is. So. Truer words have never been spoken. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can say for
0: special tuning, you know, just make sure it's doing the same thing. You know, if your cables start moving or whatever. And you notice something goes weird, fix it. But eh, I don't know. I, I just shoot them and see if they go in the middle. If they do, I'm happy. Hell
1: yeah. Well, brother. Can't ask for much more. Uh, Austin, I really appreciate the phone call, man. I appreciate you talking. Like, uh, I love talking to you every time, dude,
0: because you're so easy to uh, talk to. It's so much fun. I love, I love being on here and talking with you. Just talking to man. I don't get, I don't get to do it as enough, even though my girlfriend would say the opposite. She says all I do is talk about archery, but it doesn't feel oh, like dude, I talk I, about it enough.
1: She can tag me in. Uh, uh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, dude, I'm going to talk to you after the, nine, the 900, okay? And then if we yeah. can't, we'll talk while you're in Jordan also. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be kind of cool. I'd, lo- I'd love to do that. Um,
0: that'd oh, be man. awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, so, Austin. Yeah, no problem. You have, I, uh, you have a good night.
1: All right, you too, buddy. Hey, uh, congratulations. up, man? Thank you. Yeah,
0: I'll let you know how it goes. I'm going to keep practicing. If I find any more little tidbits of – information that helps me on the 900 i'll shoot you a quick text so on your next uh filler rant episode you can throw them in there
1: thanks buddy <laughs> i love that filler
2: rant i don't know why i was just laughing the whole way home
1: <laughs> thank you man i appreciate it i was like this is like this is awesome man. but yeah if I, if,
0: I, if I get some super cool information that just like is groundbreaking for me like i put a dot in versus a fiber i'll shoot you a text or oh you man. know yeah yeah. Okay, we'll break it first. <laughs> yeah. Ne- next thing you know, you would be like, "I'll shoot you a text.
1: Screw the target bow. I'm shooting my hunting bow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm shooting. that you shoot the target arrows with the hunting bow. <laughs> I switched to recurve. I'm done with this freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I. I just want to.
0: I just want to aim and shoot, and just wherever it goes is where it goes. Moving to Korea. <laughs>
1: They, they'd probably send me back and say I'm not good at that. Dude, I don't know about all that. <laughs>
0: I don't know. You you should see me with a recurve. It's not pretty.
1: With a recurve. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to But all right, uh, Hey, man, you have a good night, Austin. You too. Take it
0: easy. All right, we'll do.